2 Timothy chapter 2. I can remember uh, back in 1982 uh, when Brenda and I came here to become the pastor of this wonderful church. I can remember the first series that I preached here in the Bay Area. The first, very first series I preached. And the name of the message, the series was Ingredients for a Supernatural Church. Ingredients for a Supernatural Church. Just like there are ingredients for a good cake. Or ingredients for whatever you might be baking or making. Amen. So there are some ingredients, not only for a supernatural church, local church, but also for a supernatural life. God wants us to live not a natural life, but a supernatural life. Well, somebody says, what's the difference? The natural side of life is where we do life in our own strength, in our own mentality, in our own way. But the supernatural life is when His super comes on your natural. Anybody, anybody open for His super to come on your natural and enable you to have a supernatural life beyond the ordinary. Amen. The supernatural kind of life is God's life. It's God's best for you. And it begins at the new birth. It begins by being born of God, getting saved, or receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I did that way back in the month of March of 1975. Best decision I ever made. The next best decision I ever made was I married Brenda Raylene Edwards. Amen. 41 years, July 22nd. That's the next best decision I made. But I remember the night that I met Jesus. It's when everything changed. It's when my burden was rolled away. It's when the old man died and the new man came on the scene. For if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. And all things, what have they become? That have become brand new. A new creation. One translation says, a new species that has never existed before. Woo, glory to God. The old man died. When you got saved, your old man died. Colossians says it this way, For you are dead, and your life, it is hid with Christ in God. Mm, mm, mm. Now that old man will try to come out and act up, but just kiss slapping her down. And tell that old man to get back where it belongs. Amen? Amen. New creations in Christ Jesus. I'll never forget that night I got born again. The supernatural, the God kind, the God quality of life 
begins at the new birth. It's when you open up your heart and you say yes to Jesus. It's when you invite Him to come into your heart. And then that supernatural life, that supernatural God kind and God quality of life can be enhanced as you are filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so to have a supernatural church, to have a supernatural life, we must all be born again. And secondly, we should all be filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, in the book of Acts, he says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And he says, once this power has come upon you, there will be an enablement that will come into your life and you shall be a witness wherever you go. You shall be so filled with life and so filled with the Holy Spirit that you just flat can't keep it to yourself. Let me say it this way. You just flat can't keep him to yourself. You got to tell somebody. You got to testify what the Lord has done for you. You begin to sing songs like, Look what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You see, being filled with all the fullness of God means that there is nothing in His way. Being filled with all the fullness of God means that there ain't no room for anything else but Him. And so, to have a supernatural church and to really have a supernatural life, you and I need help. (laughs) We need some serious help. I mean, I can wake up in the morning, look in the mirror, and I can just say, Help! And then I'm reminded that I got a helper. I got a helper. You have a helper living on the inside of you. He is the third person of the Godhead. He is the Holy Ghost. And Jesus said before he left that I'm going to pray to the Father and he's going to give you another comforter. Amen. That word comforter there is paraclete. And it literally means one that is called alongside to help. He's your helper. He'll help you live above the norm. He'll help you live above the natural. He'll help you live a supernatural life. Amen. To where the, when the world throws up their hands and say, I don't know what in the world we're going to do. We don't do that. We look on the inside. Because we've got a helper that does abide. Amen? Look at John 14, verse 16 and 17 in the Amplified Version. How many of you are believing God with me this morning? We're just going to move in the Holy Ghost. If you want to get what we preached in the first service, uh, it'd be good to get that uh, information. But let's just follow after Him. Amen? Now notice in John 14, verse 16 and 17, And I will pray the Father... And he will give you another comforter. Now notice this word, comforter, is counselor, helper, intercessor. Did you know that Jesus is praying for you? 
you know, thank God for Pastor Tom and Pastor Nancy and others that I can call and say, you know what, I'd like you to pray for me. I'd like you to pray over this situation. And they hook and they lock their shields and that's good. But you know what? We've got a master in heaven who ever liveth to make intercession for us. And if we're going to live the kind of life that he wants us to live, we need to be receptive to his intercessory prayer ministry for us. I'm glad he's praying for you. I'm glad he's praying for me. He'll give you another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate. What about this one? Everyone say strengthener. Let's say it a couple of times. Strengthener, strengthener. Oh man, do we need strength for the day in which we live. And stand by that he may remain with you. How long? That he may remain with you forever. Amen. Years ago, I heard a message about the Holy Ghost. When you talk about the Holy Ghost, you talk about the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, right? Same, third person of the Godhead, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. Depends on what context you grew up in. And uh, I heard that in old English manuscripts, when they looked at the word ghost and Holy Ghost, it was Holy Guest. He is holy and he is a guest, hallelujah, in our lives. Amen. Amen. Now, if you were to have a guest come to your house, I mean, someone that you really, really admired, you know, whoever it might be. I think a great example would be Billy Graham, who's in heaven. I mean, who would not want to have Billy Graham come to their home for dinner? Or come to their home to stay for a few days as a guest. Now, if Billy came to your house, you'd make sure the house was cleaned up. You would make sure that there are things that are out of the way. Come on, somebody. Because you would want Billy Graham's experience as a guest in your home to be something that is absolutely awesome. You would not... Keep the sheets on the bed that you've had there for two weeks. You would change the seats. Sheets. You would mop the floors. If you can't cook, you might even call DoorDash. Or you might even call Uber Eats. But you would want to make sure that everything was just right for your guest. You would not... When Billy Graham walked into your living room, you would not sit there and watch five hours of soap operas. Oh, yeah, Billy, go ahead and have a seat. We're going to watch As the Stomach Burns here for a minute. You would, it would not, listen folks, it would not be business as usual. It would not be life as usual. Let me tell you, there's a greater one than Billy Graham as a guest in your house. You are the temple of the living God. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Guest. I think this illustration is being used, I think because oftentimes we've had a tendency to ignore Him. 
we've had a tendency not to pay as much attention to Him as we should be. And as that happens in our life, you've got to watch this because you that have been born again over two, three years, some of you 10, 20, 30, it's so easy to take your salvation for granted. It's so easy to take this third person of the Godhead, this mighty, holy guest for granted. But all the time, He's there. I said, He's there. What do you say to have a supernatural life and to have a supernatural church, what do you say we don't ignore Him, but that we acknowledge Him and that we give Him place in our life? Give Him place in your life. Pray this with me, Heavenly Father. I thank You for the power of the Holy Ghost who is my holy guest. I choose not to grieve Him to ignore Him, but to give Him place in my life in the name of Jesus. Do you believe that God wants to do some awesome things in you? Do you believe that God wants to do some awesome things in us as a church? The next question is, do you believe that He wants to do some awesome things through you and through us as a church. Now, in order for some of those things to happen on a greater measure and a greater degree and a greater level, how many of you know God's taken us on from glory to glory? Say with me, I'm going from glory to glory in my life individually and we're going as a church from one level, from one degree of glory to the next. What that means is this, that we'll have more presence manifesting in us and we'll have more presence flowing through us. Amen? Now the last thing that I want to do as a pastor is be in His way. The last thing that we as a church want to do is get so used to His presence that we treat it as second place. And we don't do that. But I'm saying that we could do that if we allowed ourselves to get into ritualism and into religion. And it's the same thing true for our lives individually. I believe this, that there are some things that I must get out of the way so I can allow Him to have full sway in my life. Amen? Amen. And this is what I want to talk to you just for a moment about today in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2. How many of you are there? You're doing better than me. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Somebody shout, He's the way maker. Hallelujah! 2 Timothy, the second chapter, and we will look at verse uh, 19. Verse 19, and you guys just kind of follow me. This is one of these messages that's hot off the press. So if you're asleep, have a good nap. But if you're not, stay awake. Amen. 
In Second Timothy, sometimes I shouldn't look. Yeah. I'm not moved by what I see. Hallelujah. Second Timothy 2.19 says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord's, the Lord's knows those that are His, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from what? Iniquity. Depart from iniquity. Can sin short-circuit His power in us and through us? Amen? Now notice, in verse 20, it says, But in a great house... You know, we're sitting in a great house today because we serve a great God. And did you know that your temple, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost and it's also a great house? Say with me, I got a great house. I got a great body. Now don't take me wrong. I got a healed body. I got a strong body. But in a great house, now notice this. There are, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and earth. Which do you think is better? Gold and silver, of course, gold and silver. Some to honor and some to what? Let me just stop right here. One of the greatest ingredients for a supernatural life and a supernatural church is honor honor he said if you will honor me I will honor you if you will honor him with your life he will honor you with his presence in your life there's nothing more precious than the presence of God there's nothing more precious than to be able to put your head on the pillow tonight and have your sleep be sweet because you're honoring God amen but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and some to honor and some to dishonor. Interesting. If a man would purge himself from these, if a man, therefore, would purge himself from these, from these what? From these wood things. From these earthen things. If a man would purge himself from these things that don't bring honor to God. Amen? So if a man will purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor and meet for the master's use and prepared under what kind of work? Every good work. Every good work. Woo, glory to God. Now, I want you to pull up those same verses, if you would, verse 20 and verse 21 in the message translation. We're heading somewhere. Look at your neighbor and say, we're working on something. We're going somewhere. In other words, if a man will purge himself from these. In other words, get whatever is dishonorable out of the way. That song triggered this message, the waymaker. If you will get rid 
of things that are dishonorable. Purge yourself. Let them go. Now notice this. In a well-furnished kitchen, there are not only crystal goblets and silver platters, but waste cans and compost buckets. Some containers are used to serve fine meals, but what are the others for? Just like Brenda tells me sometimes to get out of the way and get out of the kitchen, we need to get rid of some things in our lives. Some containers used to serve fine meals, others to take out the garbage. Verse 21. Become the kind of container that God can use to present any and every kind of gift to His guests for their blessing. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Glory to God. Has the Lord ever dealt with you and said things like this to you that I'm very familiar with? You don't need that. You don't need to do that. Why don't you not go there? Why don't you not say that? Why don't you just cut that off? See, there are some things that are not necessarily sin, but there are some things that become weights to us. There are some things that become unprofitable for us to be able to be used by the Master in the way that He wants to use us or for the Master to do in us and for us the things that He wants to do. Amen. And so it's really, really important that we take heed to this holy guest on the inside of us because you know what He'll do sometimes? He'll convict us. I said He'll bring conviction into our heart. He will never condemn you, but He may convict you. And He'll never bring correction to our lives to scold us or to demean us, but He'll bring correction into our lives so that we can grow and that we can develop and be more like Jesus. This is one of the major ingredients for a supernatural life and a supernatural church is we must get rid of the junk. We must take the garbage out. Now look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Oh, hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Now here's the good news, guys. In the, in the seventh verse of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, notice it says here, and we'll wait just for we uh, get it up there on the screen. But we have this treasure. There's a treasure on the inside of us. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. On the inside of every one of us that are born of God is a glorious treasure. Now look over at Colossians chapter 1 and notice with me in verse 26 and 27. Colossians, the first chapter, the 26th verse and the 27th verse. Notice with me, 
It says, even the mystery which was hidden from ages and from generations. There was a mystery that was hidden for years and years and years, centuries and centuries. Then Jesus came along and that mystery became open. He says, even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to who? To his saints. I don't know whether I've introduced you to him or not, but you're looking at St. Mark. That's St. Thomas on the front row there. St. Tomas Hernandez. Amen. Esquire. You're a child of the... There's King Richard over there. Glory to God. He looks kingly. Amen. There's St. John. The point is this. Is when you're born again, before you were saved, you were an ain't. But now that you're saved, you a saint. There's St. Jamar on the front row. Glory to God. Amen. Somebody says, I don't feel like a saint. You may be acting like an ain't, but you're still a saint. I'm not talking about Jamar, I'm talking about you. Even the mystery, which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to who? Point, point your finger at yourself and say this with me. This mystery is manifest in my life. Notice verse 27. Did you wear your shouting clothes this morning? Notice verse 27. Let's read together. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ. Come on, somebody. Christ in you. The expectation of His glory being manifest in you, in us, giving us a supernatural life, enabling us to become even a greater supernatural church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so one way that you can make sure that your heart is clean and that the motivations of your heart stay pure is it's good to receive communion sometimes at home. You do not have to have a seminary degree. I almost said cemetery degree. <laughs> but you do not have to have a seminary degree to serve yourself communion at home. All you need is some juice. Somebody says, I've got orange juice. Well, he turned the water into wine. He can turn the orange juice into whatever. And a cracker. But one way that you can make sure that your motives are pure, is you can apply the blood of Jesus over your entire life, over your motivations. We can get the garbage out and let the glory in. Hallelujah. So that this gospel, this glorious gospel, this Christ, the anointed one, and his anointing may flow through us and make a huge difference in our lives and in our church. Amen. I believe this, guys, that there is nothing 
that is impossible with God. Can you say amen? You see, with God, there are no impossibilities. Right? With man, there are mucho impossibilities. Many impossibilities with man. We can't heal our own bodies. We can't meet our own need. We cannot bring peace into our soul in a time of distress. We can't do that. But Christ in us, the hope of glory, makes all those glorious things available to us. Amen. Now notice, with men it's impossible, but with God all things are possible. If you are facing an impossible situation, know this, He's the way maker. I said, know this, that with God, all things are possible. Amen. And then let's look at Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Mark the ninth chapter, the 23rd verse. Hallelujah. So I choose to live a supernatural life. I choose to have a supernatural church. A church where he's free to move. A church where we don't water down the gospel. I choose to have a move of the Holy Spirit in my life. I choose to have a move of the Holy Spirit in our church. Amen. How about you? Are you choosing along with me today? Amen. Now notice this with me. Let's read it together. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe. Now stop right there. Notice with me, the qualifier here, the condition is, if you can believe. If you can believe. He would never tell us that all things are possible to him that believeth to kind of wave something out in front of us. Yeah, all things are possible to him that believeth, but I haven't given you the capability to believe. No, God has placed in you the measure of faith. God has put on the inside of every person in this auditorium the measure of mountain-moving faith. And with this measure of faith, you can feed it, you can grow, you can develop in it, and you can get to a place in your life that even though impossibilities stand in your way, you'll say confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my way maker and all things are possible to me for I believe. I believe. Say it with me three times. I believe. I believe. And I believe. I am a believer and I believe. Go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Here's another ingredient for a supernatural life and for a supernatural church. And it is the spirit of faith. It is the spirit of faith. Amen? In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, it says this, We having the what? The same spirit of faith. Now, remember on Father's Day, we talked about, I choose to walk in the steps of faithful Abraham. Amen? Well, we have the same spirit of faith that Abraham had. You have the same spirit of faith that David had. Amen? So it says here, 
that we have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore we speak. If we're going to live a supernatural life, we must live by faith. We must walk by faith, and talk by faith, and see by faith. Romans says that the just shall live by what? By faith. If we want to please God, we please Him with our faith. We please Him by trusting Him. Amen. Now, how many of you know that this faith that's on the inside of you will move mountains? It'll move mountains. Now, let's look over at Mark 11. And notice with me in verse 23. Mark 11, verse 23. Actually, go to verse 22. Mark 11, verse 22 says this. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have what? Have faith in God. Or literally, have the faith of God. Or have the God kind of faith. And then he shows us and shares with us what the God kind of faith can do. Look at verse 23. He said in verse 23, For verily I say unto you. Say this with me. He's talking to me today. So he says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, do what? Another way we could say it is this way, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Are there some things that will stand in our way? Amen? Are there some battles? Are there some challenges that loom in our way? Well, Jesus said this. He said that you can say to the mountain, be thou removed, or we could say it this way, get out of the way. Get out of the way. And shall not doubt. And be thou cast into the sea. And shall not doubt in his heart. But shall believe that those things which he saith shall do what? Shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Now keep that up here right now. This is good news. You are a whosoever. And the master said, you can have whatsoever. Say with me, I'm a whosoever. And I can have whatsoever that I say based on the word of God. Be thou removed. Get out of the way. There are some things that we need to authoritatively take our dominion over and demand them to be removed out of our lives. Amen? Amen? And as we do what it does, it causes the good things of God to come to pass and to come to place in our lives. Amen? So He is your way maker. He has a supernatural life for you. He has a supernatural church in Hayward. 
He has a supernatural place in the Bay Area. And then lastly, lastly, in James chapter 5, I want you to notice with me in verse 16 and verse 17. To obtain supernatural results in our lives and as a church, we must be men and women of prayer. You know, we said years ago that prayer paves the way for the impossible to become possible. Amen? Notice in James chapter 5, in verse 16, he says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. Here's what I want you to see. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man, what does it do? Availeth much. Now notice the Amplified version of verse 16, and we'll close here. James 5, 16 in the Amplified. It says this, that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Look at that again. Read that last phrase with me. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available we will find in our lives individually where our prayer life becomes so powerful and effectual that the power of God is released in such a way that it's like dynamite what does dynamite do? Dynamite blows things up and moves things out of the way. Amen. 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 I said amen. amen. Yes, it does. You know, when they were building roads over in Colorado, they had to put some serious dynamite in place so that they could move some big rocks out of the way to make a way. Amen. Listen, friends, your prayer life is powerful. It makes tremendous power available. It's dynamic, like dynamite in its working. And friends, it can move stuff right out of the way. Things do come. They do stand in our way. But the spirit of prayer will move things out of the way. And yes, in this nation, and yes, in the Bay Area, there are some things that stand in the way. We do have an enemy. Our enemy is not flesh and blood, is it? We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, the rules of darkness of this world, against wicked spirits in high places. Yes, we face the enemy. But oh, my brothers and sisters, one of the strongest ingredients for you individually and for our church as a whole is the spirit of prayer. With the spirit of prayer, I'm telling you, darkness can be removed from people's minds. With the spirit of prayer, we can experience an awakening in the United States of America. And I'm not just talking about fairy tales and stuff that happened in the past. I'm talking about in the nasty now and now, God wants to move mightily right here in the USA. He wants to move mightily right here in the Bay Area. But it will happen as we corporately come together with the spirit of faith with the spirit of prayer, honoring our holy guest. I submit to you this morning, on this anniversary, the 36th anniversary, 
that he is your way maker and he who has begun a good work in you, he's committed to fulfill it until he returns. Amen. Let's pray. Praise God. Pastor Tom, come. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, let's just all stand up. Let's all stand up. Raise up our hands and thank Him. Glory to God. Lord, I've done my best today to deliver Your Word. I've done my best today to, to minister what I believe You've just put in my heart. I just thank You for it, Lord. I thank You that You have greater things in store for me individually, for all of us, and for Your church. Say with me, I submit myself to you, O God. I honor you with my life. Thank you, Lord, that you have placed the power of Pentecost in my heart. Thank you, Lord, that you've given me the spirit of faith so that I can move mountains. And you've given me the spirit of prayer so that I can pray powerfully and see great things happen in our lives and in our church. Let's raise our both our hands and say, Thank you, Lord. I choose to be a vessel of honor unto you. As we started out this message, we started out by saying, This begins with the new birth. This begins by opening our hearts to receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Amen. If you are here today, let's bow your heads just for a moment. If you're here today and you want to pray, and you want to make sure that you are born of God, that you are born again, that you're a child of God, if you want to invite Jesus into your heart, we're going to pray in just a moment. If you're here today and you've kind of gotten away from the Lord and and you say, you know, Pastor Mark, today... I'm taking a step forward toward God. I'm taking a step towards the Lord to rededicate my life to Jesus. Being saved doesn't necessarily mean joining a church or attending a church. Being saved simply means you believe in your heart that Jesus died for your sins and that he rose from the dead for you. So as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, those of you who want to pray this prayer in faith, We're not asking you to come to the front. Those of you who want to just give your life completely to Christ, would you raise your hand right now all over this auditorium? Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else all over this auditorium? Yes. Thank you. And put your hand down. Anyone else all over this auditorium? All over this auditorium? Just raise your hand and say yes to the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Let's pray this prayer together corporately as a church. Say this with me, Heavenly Father. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and that you were raised from the dead on my behalf. Now I invite you into my heart and into my life. I confess today that Jesus Christ is my Lord and is my Savior. I am a child of God. I am a new creation. I am born of God. Thank you, Master. My life and my future is ever so bright. I choose to live the supernatural life. We choose as a church 
And we dedicate today to be a supernatural church. To do your will. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Somebody shout amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Now at the end of the service today, we're going to have people praying for you. We're going to have people believing God with you today. It has been my honor to preach to you the Word of God. I hope you got something out of this morning. I believe it was hot off the press. I believe it's good for you and it's good for me. Thank you. God bless you.